You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for continuing to listen or being a new listener and being here for session two. I'm so, so grateful to you and really excited to to dive in. And I think what's so fun about doing this is really showing you the behind the scenes and showing you how everyone kind of shows up or relates to and uses coaching differently. So one thing Allie does is she uses Basecamp really, really well in a ton. And so that is different than like, you know, some past literally participants where they're just not using that as much and they're using our sessions more for that versus Allie, who's already started using Basecamp more. Neither is better or wrong. It's just how we relate. So anyway, my point in saying that is you're probably going to hear me give a little more context in some of our clip-ins around what we talked about in Basecamp and things like that. So just really cool to see how everyone experiences and utilizes the journey differently and how that is kind of the magic of seeing this. Like if you're not someone that's going to use something like Basecamp a ton, that's okay. You can still get amazing results. If you're someone that's going to use it a ton, that's okay too. It can move the process forward in this way. So Again, what I'm always trying to show you is the behind the scenes. So just a little context there, really excited for you to continue to see how all of these women are so similar in many ways and so different in others and kind of getting that personalized support is what makes all the difference. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And here is session two. All right, my dear, how you doing? I am good. I am good. It's Monday, my favorite day. There you go. Why is Monday your favorite? Because weekends get to be a lot for me. Mm -hmm. I hear you. (laughs) So I like quiet Mondays when everybody's back out of the house. We have a normal schedule again. Totally. It kind of feels like more like in a rhythm. Yeah. A reset. Yeah. Makes sense. So good. I feel like we covered so much ground in base camp (laughs) too. So just give me like a brain dump of where you're at with that and what you're feeling about that. And then we can kind of obviously move into sort of capitalizing on the things that we found there and next steps, that kind of thing. Yeah, I obviously really like to dive in if you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. Listen, this is how you get results, right? This is how you get what you want is you go, I'm going all in on the thing I'm doing and I'm going to show up for it. So I think that's amazing. Yes. So yeah, there were a few big like aha moments when we were ch- chatting. Um, like my my work week, obviously that needs some help. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize until I started like writing down hours how all over the place it was. And then like I keep journaling and I'm like, okay, every day you hope that you can focus. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Which also relates into the ideal client. Like, just focus and pull back. Like, I don't need to overthink everything so much. For sure. I think, you know, a big theme of all of that that I sort of noted, and you tell me if this feels true, but it, it really is the overthinking, right? It's like, I'm 
looking at every single thing a client does and making it mean something. I'm looking at every piece of ideal client to the point where I'm trapped almost. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at like, there was just so much of like, I'm thinking about it so hard that it's hard to like just move forward on any of it or to pick one thing even. Yeah. And it wasn't even until you had mentioned a few things to me that I was like, none of my problem was my ideal client. My problem is my boundaries. Which all goes back to me overthinking and second-guessing everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is helpful to see because that's true with any client. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you could change your ideal client 5,200 times. And if you don't have boundaries, it's still the same shit, right? Okay. So like I was saying, want to give a little context here for what Allie and I are talking about. But what we had chatted about in Basecamp was how specific she was being on ideal clients. And this is just a challenge that I think so many people have where, you know, we can almost get so specific that we weed out all of these people that have the problem that we solve. But we don't do it necessarily for marketing. We do it because we think that if we get the right person, our process will be perfect or easy or a certain way. And what I was kind of identifying with Ali in Basecamp is that she's gone so, so, so deep on who the perfect ideal client is that she's almost writing a lot of other people off, but it's still not fixing the real problem, which is boundaries, right? No matter how perfect your ideal client is, and no matter what type of service you're providing, you're still going to have to be able to hold boundaries, even if they're the best client in the whole wide world, like that part doesn't change. So that was a big aha and just really important to think about in your own business is how much am I trying to solve, you know, things that I need to stand in my power around like boundaries with trying to find the perfect client, because that can be a really big trap. And so check that out in your own business and look at where you obviously have the opportunity to know the specific problem you solve and the pain points and the results with your ideal client slash know that there are certain pieces that you need to hold. And so figuring that out is so useful to you. Right. Yes. And you know, it's crazy because I never, I never put that together. Like it doesn't matter the how far they are in business. I had the same issues with either one of those, like a beginner <laughs> or very experienced. And the issue was me. <laughs> Hello, me. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the most empowering things that happens in business slash most disappointing, right? It's like, when we realize it's just almost always us. <laughs> right? I mean, I can't fix it by just looking for something else because I'm still here. <laughs> still here. And and that's amazing because then it means there's something you can do about it. And it's hard because sometimes that's the last thing that we want to have to do. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So w- really, I think that, <clears throat> and you tell me if this feels true, like, I think the ideal client thing is very, very important here because I think it was putting you in this place. And you tell me if this feels true, where like you were trying trying to write content to such a specific person. You're trying to filter for such a specific person. And that almost makes it hard to even get started sometimes. Like, you know, we can swing the pendulum too far one way or the other. Like, you know, it can be hard to get started if you have no idea who you're talking to, but it can also be really hard to get moving if they're so specific that it feels almost impossible to find them. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I gave myself the goal of writing like five Facebook posts this weekend. Right. Right. And 
<laughs> I don't even know if I got done with two. <laughs> mm. And it's because, God, and the, I'm so annoying saying this over and over, but like, I wrote one and then I'm like, oh, well, what if somebody tells you you're an idiot for that? What if they're like, hell no, you don't need that. But why do I even care? Why do I care? Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to write that, I know what I'm I know what I'm talking about, but I'm so much in fear of like, well, what if my ideal client thinks that I'm stupid for saying that? Or it it was just I got so annoyed with my own self just trying to write a damn post. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think something really helpful to think about there is like even just when you said that is like my ideal clients never think I'm stupid for saying something. If they do, they're not my ideal client. Right. I know. Which you know, right? But it's just interesting how that can get really wrapped around itself. <laughs> yeah. And it was more of the fear of being judged or like maybe somebody doesn't agree with my process, which again, not everybody will. Again, I know that. Like yeah. I'm fine with all these things and the real shitty part is, is that I sit there and I tell my clients this, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the do what you say. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, totally. Why the hell do mm-hmm. I care? I know who I am. I should stand up for that. That's what my clients do. But instead, I was sitting here struggling to write five posts and didn't even get through two because I was too worried. Yeah, so so what comes up for me there is sometimes it's not a rational thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? Like rationally we can know something, but then sometimes it's like, okay, well, also like how do I cultivate the feeling that I need to feel to feel safe doing this? So it can be a little bit more of a a nervous system thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. So it's like rationally I know that this isn't a big deal, but physically I'm still experiencing all of the feelings around that. How do I work with that? Like, how do I bring safety into my body? How do I sit in those feelings without kind of making them wrong? Maybe even sit with them and process them. Um, Like, I think a great exercise might be like, how do I sit for 10 minutes in the feeling that someone had some shit to say on my post? (laughs) Like, how do I literally metabolize that almost? Does that make sense? Yeah. What comes up for you there? Yeah. I, I don't know how to sit with things. I'm much better at like just push it, putting that away. Yeah. Put it in a box. I don't have to look at it. Just power through. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really good at just like pushing things down until I yeah. can't anymore. <laughs> yeah. So like, like I'm, I'm teasing you a little bit, but like sincerely, like tell me how that works for you. Like like you would just be like, okay, I'm not going to feel this. So I'm putting this away because I can't feel that right now. And then I'll come back to it. Or like, what happens then? Um, Sometimes I come back to it. I I mean, I really recharge on like alone time. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be something as stupid as like watching a Hallmark video, like move, let it, letting it play while oh, I, I work that. and just mm-hmm. having a good cry. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't ever... I don't have like girlfriends that I sit and have deep talks with, which sometimes, God, I want that. Yeah. But so it's more of just like letting it out, even though I'm not really talking about that issue. And then I just move forward. Mm-hmm. Or it is like I have said before, like I just go to the gym or I just go for a walk with my dog. Like I just avoid the situation and then it's gone in my head because I did something mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. But then it's still not moving. Like it's not like you come back 
recharged and then finish the content, you're good to go or you do? Um, Sometimes. Sometimes I just like I haven't opened up that document today, but today I have a clearer head on it. I don't think I'm putting mm-hmm. so much damn pressure on myself because I'm not sitting in a car looking at a Google Doc. <laughs> um, So sometimes mm-hmm. just stepping away from it really does give me a new perspective. Yeah. And other times I can come back to it and be like, all right, let's just do a new angle. <laughs> Okay, so then you are saying that it does help when you kind of step away. So two things here. One is like, how do I not make that wrong? Like, how can I just say that that might be part of my process? Right? Versus like, see, I can't even get two posts done. Look at me failing. (laughs) You're right. It's like, oh, that's my process. Like, I always start it. Then I need to step away and I need to maybe like recharge or self-care or take care of myself or metabolize this feeling or whatever, right? And then I always come back to it. So I don't have to be scared to step away if I trust myself to come back to it. And I think that that's, I mean, we all know, like, that's where I have my issues of, do I trust myself to come back to it? Because, I mean, in the car, I was working on that. I'm like, I'm going to get these five done. And then I'm going to work on my social media posts for the rest of the month. Mm -hmm. I worked on my social media posts, knocked those out, no problem. Okay. But I could not, like, go back to it. But I, like I said, I haven't looked at it today. And maybe I should because... Heck, it might just flow out freely. Mm-hmm. Expectations are the issue there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's like the expectation is that I should be able to sit down. I should be able to bang through them all. I should get them done really fast. And if I don't, it means something. Do you see what I'm saying there? Like the it means something is really the trap here versus like, What if you're always someone that takes two passes to finish content? And I pretty much do. (laughs) Okay, fuck. Who cares, right? Yeah. Like, why can't I think of it that way? Or why didn't I? (laughs) Okay. So let's talk expectations, right? Expectations are the thing that stick us in business every time. Like, I expect I should be able to or I need to do it like X is such a trap, right? Like, I expect that I should be able to always write content in one go and never have to revisit it. Well, why? Is that important? Does that matter, right? Why is that expectation there? Because I've heard that someone else does that. Okay, but do you notice how like, Allie could be putting out amazing content that she maybe has to take two passes through and still having an excellent outcome with that? Or she can be expecting that she shouldn't make two passes and then be really making herself wrong all the time. I am certain there is probably ways that we're all doing this in our own business. So this is a really good reflection point to look back on. Like, what am I saying? Like, I expect I should be able to or need to do it like X, so much so that I'm making myself wrong and not doing the thing, right? I think that almost was a season three lesson that we had with Rachel around Insta stories where she was like, well, I expect I should be doing it when I have no kids around me and I have makeup on and I'm dressed up and whatever. And it was like, well, that expectation was just stopping her from doing it and making her really miss, right? Versus being able to be like, well, what if I remove those? cool, it actually gets easier to do. I'm actually doing it every day, right? Same with Allie. Like, what if I remove the expectation that I don't have 
to get content done in one go, awesome, then maybe I'm writing even more of it. Maybe the process gets more fun. Maybe it gets easier. So check that out in your own business. Where are you getting into expectation that's totally sticking you from actually doing the thing that you ultimately want to do? Yeah, well, it's, it's like, I think there's a little bit of a cool theme here, which is like, we don't care so much about the process. We care about the outcome, right? And I think where your brain tends to get really tripped up is in all the process stuff, right? Like you're making the process wrong a lot. Like even when we talked about calendaring, you're like, oh, but I can't because I'll beat myself up so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, that's interesting to note. Like I am very fixated on this idea of the process has to look a certain way. So much so that it's stopping me from getting the results, right? Oh my God, by far in like every aspect. I'd rather burn down the house and try a whole new process than just work with the damn thing. Right. And one takeaway I want you to have from this is the process doesn't mean anything about the results. Right. So like nobody on social media is ever going to fucking know if it took you two passes to write your content. (laughs) Or 10. (laughs) Literally. And it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter almost, right? It doesn't make that post better or worse. It doesn't make them more or less likely to buy. Process stuff is really just about how you feel. So if it feels way better to take two passes, rock on, (laughs) right? But when we start making the process mean something about the end result, like i.e. see I'm bad at content and people just aren't going to like it, i.e. see I'm never going to be able to get this done or sign client, like that's when all the tension builds. And it's some irony is that as soon as you're like, oh, I might just always be a two-pass person, like you might not be. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But as soon as, like, as long as you don't care is sort of the point, right? So something I'm reminding my clients all the time is that the process does not mean anything about the result, right? So, so many people are trying to create the absolute perfect process because they think that guarantees a specific result. The process is really just how do you make it easy for you, but it doesn't mean anything about the result. I've seen people with absolutely wildly messy processes still get amazing results. And I've seen people with the perfect quote unquote process laid out that aren't getting the results. It really does not mean anything. So the more you can keep pulling those apart in your head, like the point of a great process is so that your job becomes easier, but it doesn't mean that like it changes how many people are going to sign up for your program or how many people are buying from you or how effective your marketing is or any of those things, right? Like just to give you an example here is like, you know, I could have the perfect process laid out to sell you a masterclass and it could be absolutely epic and step-by-step and, you know, I could know that I needed this piece of the slide strategy done by this date and this, you know, outline done by this date and all of those kind of things. Or I could just deliver you a masterclass that I like put together the night before. right? Either way, you're going to get an epic masterclass. It's just that the first one may make my process easier. So I'm not rushing to do it the night before, but some people like to rush to do it the night before. It really doesn't matter. Do you see what I mean? Like the process doesn't have to impact the outcome. So just a reminder to 
take into account in your own business. So you're not making yourself wrong all the time about the process, but truly just finding the process that fits you best because that's really the point of it. Right. What do you think about that piece? You know, you saying that and like bringing it to my attention in the context of content creation is so funny that why couldn't I take a step back and see that? Because I do the same thing when I design brands. I never Mm. like it the first day that I sit down. Never. Interesting. So I always come back to it and then I whiz right through it. So Mm. no matter what, I always put two days on my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. (laughs) Why don't you make that wrong? Like you've just accepted that in terms of design? Yeah. Like I always think it's because I had to work out the odd kinks and then it just flows. So why couldn't I accept that with content? Well, listen, this is why we have coaching. Sometimes there's stuff we can't see. So again, like try not to beat yourself up there. But yeah, yeah, totally. Like (laughs) I might just always be a be that way with brands, with content, with whatever. Like this is how my creative process works, right? However, I do want to circle back really quick to this idea of the fears around it. You know what I'm saying? The fears around what if someone has something to say or thinks I'm wrong or whatever, right? Because I do think that's probably a piece of it too is like how can I like lean into that feeling more because that might be what's making it have to be so hard to have two passes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the idea of like I'm just going to sit with that feeling. Like when I say that, can you like – is it really hard for you to even like feel that feeling in your body? Or are you like, oh no, I immediately feel it. I just don't like it. and I don't want it. <laughs> that somebody might like think it's crazy or not like it. Yeah. That someone like say, say literally today, someone wrote on your post, like this is wrong and I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would probably be like, okay, that's great. I would beat myself up and I know I would like internally I would. But I also Mm -hmm. know that I would respond with, well, why is that? This is how I look Mm -hmm. at it. If you have a difference of opinion, like, what's yours? How do you approach things? Like, I love being questioned and I love being challenged, just not by myself. I don't know. (laughs) Well, listen, you just, you just made it all make sense, right? I would beat myself up. No matter how much I logically know and know that, like, you know, in terms of, like, public facing, I would respond very well and it would be totally fine. The truth is there is a very big price to pay on the other side of that. And it's it's your own price, right? Which I think is really helpful to see because it's not even the conversation of like, oh, they're not my ideal client or would it be okay? Or all of it would be okay. I just have to learn not to beat myself up so much, which coincidentally, is the theme of all of this other stuff. Why are you beating up your creative process so much, right? Right. So great news because... It's all the it's same issue. Same, same shit. shit, right? How am I not beating myself up so much? Because if I don't have a price to pay, like if someone can be really, really mean to me and there's no consequence for me on the other side except the annoyance of having to fucking respond to that. <laughs> right. Right? Right. It's kind of no big deal. Right. If I have the annoyance of having to respond to it on top of four days (laughs) of thinking how much I suck. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 
I'm unlikely to want to post. (laughs) Yes. What do you think about that? Oh, it's funny because I can, like, in my head, I've been replaying our session from last week. Like, things that I said. Or, like, Mm. and I think about them constantly. I don't sit and, like, mope about it. Or I didn't even write it to you. Or, you know, like, I didn't bring it to anybody's attention. But I was thinking about the things that I could do better. Or I could do this. Or... <laughs> in in your coaching session for you, you could have said something differently. Yeah, I could have been better. <laughs> Can you? Okay, no, de- dead serious. Give me an insight into that. Like, tell me something. Like, what could you have done better? I felt like my brain was all over the place. So, like in mm. my own head, I should have organized my thoughts better, or I should have said something differently, or like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, damn, like you're you're just really fighting this whole be a human thing, huh? Yep. Yep. Right? How can I make it not so messy to be a human? <laughs> right? That's like almost the question. How can I make it more perfect? <laughs> more organized? You know, a little easier, a little less human Yeah. Yeah. All those things. You're like, wait, is that not what I'm here for? <laughs> right. I, mean, I thought that that's what I was getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been misled. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's, I'm so, so grateful to you for just being so transparent about that because it's so helpful to keep seeing it. But like, it's so helpful to see that like, the second I learn to kind of be okay with all the humanness in this is the second I open up the doors for growth. The more I try to arrange my day and content and um, client process <laughs> in a way in which it takes that out of it, yeah, the harder I'm going to fight myself, right? Yeah, and it's freaking everything. Like, I mean, you know, from my past, I, I will, I'm scared shitless to do an Instagram story (laughs) because I feel like I need to have a script and I need to be pretty and I need to be all these things. Like who gives a shit? Really? Mm. Nobody, nobody does. (laughs) Well, I wonder, and you tell me if this is true, um, what's kind of coming up for me is that I think it's just hearing you talk and again, like always feel free to correct me here, but. I think it's so much less what you're worried about other people think. I almost feel like that's kind of like the easy surface level assumption. Um, But the more I hear you talk about it, I think it's more the like fear around feeling all the feels that come up with being human. Right? Like I feel like it's not really like, oh, someone will think something bad about me so much. Although I'm sure like, you know, none of us are ultimately – incredibly comfortable with that, right? (laughs) I think it's way more like, oh, I don't want to feel all the stuff that that might bring about. What do you think about that? Yeah, like, I think sometimes I just have this story in my head that if I do everything just so, it makes everything easier. But it doesn't because it just makes everything 18 times more complicated that I feel like it has to be just so to be easy Mm -hmm. instead of just letting it be easy. Well, right, but the thing with letting it be easy, and I think maybe this is where the hard part is, is that, like, there's so much, like, 
mm, what's the word? Accepting of feelings and imperfection that has to happen for that to be true. Right? So, so there's some irony that like the ease comes on the other side of like letting yourself cry it out or whatever. Right? Yeah. And you're like, I'll do that for a Hallmark movie, but like, I am definitely not down to do that in like real situations here. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So true. You're like, cool, cool. So like, how do we fix it so I don't have to do it in situations? Right. Yeah. Pretend only. Something that I see is true over and over again in business. And I feel like I could probably do like a whole separate solo episode on this. Maybe I will. But it's that your success in business is directly related to how much permission you can give yourself and others to just be human. There are so many ways in business where we're just almost like trying to take the human element out of it. Like, where can I not feel my feelings? Where can other people never have feelings about my business? Where can the process be perfect? Where can it never be messy or human-y, <laughs> right? And what I find is that that's such a trap because it makes people grow so much slower because they're trying to find all of these ways to not ever have a client mad at them or to not ever have someone that you know, asks for more than they're supposed to or for themselves to never mess up or whatever, right? And it makes it so hard to grow fast because you're trying at every level to take out the human element. Versus if you just realize like, everyone's gonna be human here. You're a human working with other humans. And so you're gonna feel messy sometimes, they're gonna feel messy sometimes, and that's okay. It's so much easier to run at things and sprint at things because you're not making it all wrong. If you think that your job in business is to never have an objection, never have a client push your boundaries, never have any challenges, dang, it's gonna be hard to move fast. So lesson there is that your success is gonna be directly related to how much permission you can give to yourself and to other people on that front. And when you do that, it gets so much easier to grow fast, to sprint at things, to like sometimes what I tell my clients is to go out and bump into things, right? And that's how you learn and that's how you grow. If you're trying to build without any of that, it will simply be a slower, harder process. So I really challenge you to give yourself permission there this week. Tell me, tell me like, is that is that just something you've always done? Like it's just kind of never been something where it was like cool to cry your feelings out or it just you maybe are like a super feeling person and you get kind of overwhelmed by them or just give me a little rundown there. Oh, no. Like I'm a crier. I'm a wear my heart on my sleeve. Like there's mm-hmm. no hiding it. I am a super big empath. And I think that that's where like mm-hmm. – owning my own business and knowing that I have to have these boundaries and then having clients get upset or mad if I put my foot down. Like I let all of those things internalize in me. And I just like, and I I wrote this, we were chatting about it in base camp, but like, I feel like I turned that into my problem because I want to make it right for them. Like I want to solve the world's problems for everybody else that I make everything so much harder on my own. Yeah. So it's not like you're so much worried about them being mad at you. It's more like the feeling on the other side of that. Like I have to sit in that, like the intensity that that would bring to me is really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. And then I, I 
multiple times, so many times, I do things outside of the scope of the project because I just want to make them feel better. And I probably want to make myself feel better. Like if I just do this, they won't be upset. And then I don't have to feel that. And when I have to feel it, what happens? Like, or do I just not let myself? Like I'm going to fix it before I'm ever going to feel it. Um, no, I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it. And (laughs) (laughs) you're like, but trust me, I feel it. Mm -hmm. And I go through like a rainbow of emotions. Like I can get very upset and I can cry. And I like, I probably overread things in messages. And then I get frustrated that why is this my problem? And then I get mad at myself for thinking that way. And then I'm like, oh, it's not. I probably just wasn't clear. I should make this better. And then I feel good for making it better. And then I've like done the whole arch. (laughs) Very interesting, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's a process. (laughs) So you're just like, I just am trying to avoid that process. Yeah, that's a lot of feelings. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so do you feel like how do I want to say this? Do you feel like you have a way to manage those feelings or do you feel like almost that's the problem? Like, I, I don't know what I do when they come up. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. I mean, sometimes, like, it feels good just to get it out and, mm-hmm. like, tell somebody. Mm-hmm. So, like, that'll be a way for me to process it. Like, my last coach really helped me with a lot of, like, client situations and trying to work on um, boundaries. And, you know, like, she was very much so, like, um, I can't even think of the right word. Like, just encouragement. Like, she was always offering encouragement to me that it wasn't wrong for me to feel this way, but it also wasn't wrong for me to tell them no. Like, it was almost (laughs) giving me the permission to be, like, It's okay that I feel this way, but I also don't have to do something for them to fix it. Mm -hmm. And I never let myself have that. So it was, I I almost needed like the outside validation that that was okay to feel it, but I could also shut it down. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't ever worked through any of that, like business wise before with somebody like (laughs) personal life. Like I process things, but I also like, it's easier for me just to walk away. Right. Like it's easier. I think like what what is maybe the theme here is like my preference is to kind of like not be in the messy feels. Right. right? My <laughs> preference is to have zero confrontation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then I like feel all of it really deeply, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily because I think confrontation is bad. It's because I feel it so hard. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah, Absolutely. I I think everybody should discuss what they're feeling and talk about it. But like, I just feel it. Even if it isn't my issue, like even if a friend is talking to me, like, I feel it deeply. And then I want to come up with every way possible to help them fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're just like wildly empathic. And you kind of need to embrace that, right? Yes, I am. And do you feel like you're you're kind of seeing like that's part of this piece is like, it's sort of like how we were saying the creative process might always be two passes. Like what if like all of it is just always going to feel kind of emotional and messy for me? Yeah. I don't think I've ever just owned that. I feel like I've always tried to get that out of my business. Mm. Well, let me just 
write this down here. We have a journal prompt coming. Um, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, emotional and messy. Okay, so here's a good way to look at it. You are the CEO of your business. That's not changing. <laughs> you are a wildly empathic and emotional person. <laughs> also <laughs> probably not changing, right? right? Why do you mm-hmm. say that? you're like no we're changing it um okay so let's let's just play with me here let's assume those things might be true um so that's never gonna leave your business but it can leave your business decisions and so what i mean by that is like if you were able to take the time to comfort cultivate, nourish, appreciate, support those pieces of you, it's easier to not let them come into the business in ways that don't serve you. I.e. like I'm being very reactive because this client is mad. But they're probably not ever going to not be part of the business because they're part of you. Does that make sense? Right. So it's more like how do I do a lot of work cultivating that on my own so that when it pops up in the business, I have a little more groundedness there. Right? Versus like if I'm not doing work on cultivating it on my own, I never know when it's going to pop up in the business and that's when I get nervous. So like I don't know if someone comments some shit on my post that it's not going to wreck my whole fucking week. Right. I don't know if a client's upset that I trust myself enough not to, you know, change my whole entire month around that. Right. Do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. And I mean, you even read it. Like I had a couple rough goes with clients, like not following my process. And what did I do? I changed it for everybody. Right. Instead of just knowing that that can happen. Yep. So we have like two paths to to operate on here. Path one is like, How are we cultivating this like beautiful, emotional, creative side of you a lot more and giving it the nourishment it needs so it's not kind of reacting all over the place, right? And then over here is how do we kind of get your process set up in a way that just is like really serving your business and isn't like built around you trying not to have emotional reactions, (laughs) Okay, how do I do that? Makes sense when you say it like that, right? Right on. Okay, so I think step one is what is my practice for handling this? And then step two is like what is the um, kind of steps in the process? So I think those were things we had kind of just started talking about in base camp. Like how are we actually giving clients eyes on the project? How are we clear on timelines? How are we pointing them back to something where we can say like, nope, this is done. This is done. We're waiting on this kind of thing. Does that feel true? Yes. And then time and work hours getting solidified as well. So in terms of the actual process of like, I am a messy and emotional human. How do I manage that? Is like, I would just challenge you and you tell me what you think about this (laughs) as a starting point. For this week to be like, how can I sit in that for 10 minutes a day? How can I sit in like, what emotions am I feeling right now? What is my body feeling? What feels intense right now? What am I scared of? How do I just sit and process that? Okay, how do I do that? 
<laughs> You're like, I would like an exact PDF as soon as possible. Do you have a download? <laughs> <laughs> so I would think about it like this. Okay, I sit with myself. What what starts coming up? What a, what starts being present? Like, oh, I notice that like my chest is really tight. <laughs> oh, I notice that. You know, I feel super, super tense. Okay, cool. What stories are associated with that? Oh, I'm like really messing stuff up this week. Someone's mad at me. Okay, like what if they're mad at me? How can I just sit with that? What feeling would come up? Oh, wow, my chest gets tighter. Okay, can I breathe through that? Yeah. So this is just an example, right. but you, you hear where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. So, like, even doing yoga and like Shavasana at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great example. I cannot shut my damn mind off because I'm okay, like, that's okay. why are you doing this? You have two minutes that you can lay here. Just enjoy it. But instead, I'm like, you have a checklist of so, 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 and so to do today. Are you going to get this done? Are you going to blah, blah, blah? You know, like, I could not even calm myself enough that obviously I need to practice that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also about redirection a little bit too, right? So sometimes it's like thinking our feelings versus feeling our feelings. <laughs> yes. Yep. Right. So it's almost like the redirection of like, my mind is chattering, my mind is chattering. And I then I can ask my mind like, okay, what does my body feel? Okay. It feels like my heart's racing. Interesting. Okay. It feels like, do you see what I mean? Like it's almost a distraction, Right in a really positive way because it can be like, oh, okay, listen, I, I feel like my chest is really tight. What would it feel like to breathe enough for that to release? So it helps your brain calm itself a little bit and it also teaches you how to calm your body a little bit. Slash, it also teaches you, I can sit with any feeling, which is really what we're trying to cultivate here because right now, biggest issue is I cannot sit with any feeling. I absolutely don't want to sit with beating myself up for a week if somebody has something to say on my post, so I avoid it. Does that make sense? God, it sounds so ridiculous, but yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, listen, we all do this. Like, this might be your one thing, but, like, we all have a feeling that we don't want to be present with. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as we teach ourselves, like, I can be present with that, it really gets a little bit easier. Like, I talk a lot about how um, in 2019, my word of the year was happiness. And I really wanted to, like, expand, like, what it felt like to be able to have more. And what I uncovered in a lot of that was my ability to have more is almost in direct proportion to how willing I am to lose it. Mm -hmm. Right? So I kind of had to sit with those feelings a lot. Like, okay, like, I'm, you know, how, like, if I want to get married again, can I sit with the feeling that I may end up divorced again? How can I be okay with that? As soon as I get okay with that, it's easier to get the thing. Does that make sense? Mm. So even if your brain's jumping in a lot, it's totally fine. It's not unuseful to still keep sitting with it because at the end of the day, the only point is just, can I show myself that it's okay? I might be uncomfortable, but it would be okay. I might really not like this feeling. It may not be my preference, <laughs> but I just felt it for 10 minutes and mostly I'm fine. You know, cause like usually what we're scared of is just like a bad day, which we give ourselves anyway <laughs> <laughs> by trying to overmanage all of it. Does that make sense? Yes. 
what's coming up for you? Yeah, and I that's what I do. I I overmanagement, then I waste my day, then I go in the tailspin that I didn't get my to-do list done for the day, and then I'm, you know, like instead of just yeah, yeah, trying to sit with it for 10 minutes and moving on, I let it spiral out of control sometimes. Totally. Like, can I sit in the feeling of like what if I just don't get shit done ever? Can I sit in that? Can I sit in the disappointment of like the rest of the year I get nothing done? Okay, that would feel bad. I would feel really disappointed. I would be uncomfortable. My chest might feel really tight. Things might feel really heavy. Okay. Yeah, I'm still mostly okay. So it's kind of like helping you feel safe with the big feelings instead of like those aren't safe. So I do everything I can to not have them. Does that feel okay? I can say yeah. <laughs> Do you think you're supposed to say yeah or is it an No, like yeah? I can process it right now and say yeah, it feels okay, but we'll find out when I get to the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, again, like that's what base camp's for. Like you do it and you're like, actually, that was horrible. Here's <laughs> what happened. Or A big actually, that wasn't even as close to as bad as I thought it was going to be. Here's what's interesting. Like that's kind of the whole point, right? Okay, good. So now, practical stuff, which gets easier once you're doing all this. Um, tell me a little bit, like we kind of left off on this idea of like reworking a lot of the marketing and time spent, but just tell me where you've kind of landed with that. Um, so I I have my VA, like I, I, I had yep. told you, um, she schedules out, like she just puts the post captions that I need to like rework onto my ClickUp board. Um, so she has those through December and then I added the whole blog post just for one week. Yeah. So I'm going to take out like a few that she had done so I can replace them with those. So I'm not writing extra. Um, yeah. Um, and then I'm hoping, and I need to just chat with her because she's wonderful and lovely that she can take that blog post as she helps me like, cause she's done that for me before put it Mm -hmm. into WordPress and like do all of that. Um, But then I'm hoping that she can help me take that and make it into um, an email as well. Because I was always writing those, but then I always like wrote too much and took too much time on it where it can be a lot simpler. It does Mm -hmm. not need to be a novel. It doesn't need to be a new schnazzy design every time. Mm -mm. But I think that that was me avoiding things because I could make something new and pretty. Totally. Um. So I'm hoping that I can have her do more things for me. And I I shouldn't say I'm hoping. I know she will. It's just me actually getting her the steps to follow (laughs) and how we can make this easier. Which which I think you have for the most part, right? I feel like that was pretty clear in Basecamp. Do you agree with that or? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not worried about like handing things off to her. Okay. Most of this she's done, just not – she hasn't done the email for me either. But if she just could get that in there and even just give me a checklist of graphics that I need to make that she can insert in, that's so much faster for me than trying to think of it. So. Here's what I would say to that. I think that that's a very wise thing to do right now for the reason of while I'm doing some of – this work over here (laughs) that we just talked about, i.e. I can sit with any feeling, it can be okay, that kind of stuff. I still want crap to move forward. (laughs) Right, right. 
And so she can help me move that forward. And then, you know, I can revisit how I feel about it after I've spent a little bit of time working on this every day, right? Yeah. But for right now, like, let's definitely take the path that makes it easiest to still get those things happening. And I think this is absolutely that. Does that feel true? So what Allie and I are talking about here is this idea of I can sit with any feeling, right? And how that's really the key to moving forward. This is something I really challenge my clients on so often is like, how can I sit with the feeling that I am most scared of feeling, right? And obviously there are differences here and I just like want to context this with like it feels okay to go here with Allie and to sit with this because I know she doesn't have a history of really intense trauma and so that is obviously a whole other conversation so I'm not necessarily suggesting that you push every client on this front so I really really want to uh, provide kind of like a disclaimer there but for Allie that makes so much sense like how can I sit with any feeling because that's really her key to moving forward because what she's almost been trying to do up to this point is avoid all of that. How can I build my business so I don't have to have any feeling, (laughs) right? And so her edge, her opportunity is how can I sit with any feeling and be okay because in business there will be plenty of times where I disappoint people or I disappoint myself or I fail or someone's upset with me or whatever, right? And the more I can be like, well, fundamentally I can handle that it's what helps me move forward the more I'm like fundamentally I can't handle that the more I stop myself over and over again and so really a cool opportunity to realize that so much about business is being able to sit with the ups and downs the highs and lows the messy feelings the disappointment all of that and when you prove to yourself that you can sit with any of that it's so easy to run at things to move forward it's just like i was saying before about being human right all of the ways in which we're trying to uh, not feel things keep us stuck we can build entire businesses and entire business models trying not to feel certain ways right or we can go i'm pretty okay feeling those things and so what i'd really like is this but if it means that sometimes i'll have to set a boundary with someone and they'll be disappointed i can handle that feeling that's when we start winning in business and that's when we start growing really fast so I would challenge you to think about that. Like, what feeling do I need to get more comfortable sitting with? How can I even practice sitting with that feeling in my body and then bringing it back to realizing that I can still feel okay with that and I can still feel safe with that even if I have a bad feeling is so incredibly valuable in business. Yeah, and I have gone in this circle constantly of thinking that I need to be new and innovative with every single newsletter you know what? They are not going to notice if I added a new pretty block that leads them somewhere else. Like, they're not. Like, I need to stop thinking that every single little detail matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just need to be consistent. And again, like, these are all things that I know, but I was putting so much pressure to probably avoid other situations into that, that now I know. And I've been like, my eyes are open to it. Well, and I think it takes you a little bit back to that idea, too, of, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, the point isn't really, like, am I impressing them so much with this new and innovative thing? It's really, like, 
Am I getting my services in front of them enough that they're ready to buy? That's really like the only thing that kind of matters here. Especially for like, and this is really relevant to say, especially for a done-for-you service. Right? Like that's kind of the beauty of it. There's even less work there besides like get it in front of them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, I like to worry about if it's good enough to get in front of them all the time. And Mm -hmm. stop. Just stop. Stop, right? And the VA is a good buffer to that for a little bit because if she's the one getting it in and pressing send, you're getting a little more comfortable with that happening. Does that make sense? So you're like, well, this is really, really hard for me to get it in there and press send. Fine, we can do the mindset work around that. But in the meantime, like she can just press send, you know? Pretty, pretty relieving. <laughs> and I already write enough crap. Like it's not that yes. I need to create more. That's been my issue for everything. I get into creation mode and I just want to create new and new and new instead of just actually working with what I've created. Right. And that's kind of what leads to, which we were talking about too, I think that whole intensity around time is because you're you're spending like you're spending three hours on a blog. You're only working 25 hours a week. So that really starts to cut into a huge portion here. So some of this is just also being like, I want to be able to have more clients and make more money. So I have to make this not take as long or I have to get more support. Um, so anything else around the time stuff or does that feel kind of like a good starting point? It's not really like what we had talked about with the time stuff, um, kind of and not. But so I had reworked my process like <laughs> oh, the weird. Process. Yes. yes. So now I have been working with them that all of the homework is due up front. Right. Because before, when I had like staggered due dates, it never failed. Like somehow we'd get to the website portion and part of it would be done and they'd be asking me to start some other portion. And like we'd just get into this stalemate of pause and then I'd have to reschedule due dates and like things just never flowed easily. Um, So I reworked it that all of the homework was due up front. Well, since reworking that, I have quite a few clients in the homework phase, uh-huh. and it's taking way longer than it used to with set due dates. And now I'm getting the anxious, oh, my God, all of these are going to turn in at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how will I schedule that with my mm-hmm. limited work hours? Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I don't want to burn down my process. Holding true to that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But I need to I need to figure out a way of like somehow getting due dates that I know I'm holding myself accountable and them holding them account their selves accountable. Um and there's an end to the project instead of four months in a homework phase and then I start working on it, you know, like there's a lot of communication in between even during the homework phase. So I don't want to be burnt out on the project before I even get it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Totally. Okay. So I probably just talked in a circle. but No, you didn't. You didn't. Um, what comes up for me there is just putting a lot more specifics around it. 
both in the contract and in the conversation with clients. So for example, like I think you could put like, you know, the homework phase can last up to 60 days kind of thing. And then, you know, if like literally have that conversation in the contract, if the homework phase or if all homework is not delivered at 60 days, you know, we reserve the right to push your project out X amount of months or something like that. Right. Um, and we reserve the right to take an additional 30 days time for each additional week the homework is delayed or something like that. Right. Because it's really not so much the problem of what to do with it, because it's really just like, well, this is who I have time for. So whoever finishes their homework first gets this time slot. Whoever finishes it next gets that time slot. It's just being in communication and having it as part of the contract that like the speed at which you finish your homework is in direct relation to when we'll be able to get you on the calendar. So a really big takeaway on this client conversation here is giving clients specifics and a clear understanding versus waiting for them to act and then us having to respond, right? I really believe that the more you can be clear and specific on the front end with your clients, the more they don't question things, the more that you're waiting for them to act and then you have to respond to that, the more they're becomes questions in every process. So by Ali being able to say like, hey, this is what it looks like right now. This is what's going on for December. This is where we could slot your project in in January. Like most people are gonna be like, okay, that's great to know. Thank you for letting me know, let's roll. But if they reach out on December 25th, I'm kidding, but right? Thinking that she's gonna start their project that month and then they're disappointed, that opens up more that she has to deal with, right? More that she has to respond to versus being clear up front. So, you know, where can you do that in your own business? Like for me, if I'm going on vacation, I usually tell my clients at least a month in advance so that they know that week I'm not gonna be able to like be reviewing their content or something like that. And everyone's always great with that. But I think if I, you know, waited till I was getting on the airplane to tell them, <laughs> right, they might be like, well, hey, I had this thing I was kind of planning on you looking at today. And then I would have to respond to that. And then we're both in a more difficult situation, right? So just a reminder that the more you can give specifics and clear understanding on the front end, the easier it is for you on the back end, because then it's not reactive, it's proactive, which always makes the difference. Right. And it's this, it's the second part that I am getting anxious about <laughs> of not trying to make everybody happy and try to squeeze it all in on the same week and stressing myself out because I feel like if they turn it in, I need to make them happy and do it right away. And I know that that's just managing my own self. <laughs> But I know that that's going to come up. And I think that that's where I'm getting so anxious with so many clients in the homework phase right now. Well, I think it's it's managing yourself for sure, but it's also knowing the process. Like you almost just haven't finished building out that part of the process, if that makes sense. Right. So the the front portion of like, okay, cool. Like they have to get me all their homework first. That's great. So then in how long? What if they don't? Like we just need to answer more right. questions there. Right. Then once they do, then what's that process? Like my advice there would be, I need to calendar out like quote unquote project time on my calendar and be able to see like, you know, literally like I have spot for, I'm just making something up here. I have no idea. Like I have a spot for two projects in December. So, 
anyone who comes off first gets that. You can even send out an email to all the homework clients. Hey guys, I only have space to put on two people that finish their homework phase in December. Everybody else will have to wait to get their project started until January. You know, like, please let me know if you're getting close to completion so we can get you started. Otherwise, like plan on starting build out in Jan. Yeah. And that's like, so I started it this way because I also realized like shit happens and life comes up and it's hard. Like I know, God, it took, I started working on my own rebrand last November. I launched it in August, almost September Mm -hmm. because everything kept happening. You know, like I, mine went to the back burner. So I know that Clients do that as well. Like their business gets put on the back burner if they have client projects. So I don't ever want to pressure them of, nope, you said September 17th, I need it that day or else I'm not doing your stuff because shit happens. But also I need to manage that in my own head of, okay, well then this is when you're going to be scheduled and this is just how it goes. These are my open dates. And I need to be okay with that. Instead mm-hmm. of I like before I even send the email, I'm worried of, well, they want it done before then. <laughs> I don't even mm-hmm. know if that's true. It it kind of doesn't fucking matter if it's true. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. And that's like I've constantly been like, OK, I just need a project manager that sends these emails for me. <laughs> no. So no. I don't feel the pressure of it. I here here's the gist and it goes back to the first thing we were talking about. Yeah. I need to get comfortable sitting with the feeling of their discomfort. And then I won't it'll be fine. Like that's why a project manager would be better because the project manager's like, I don't fucking care if they're uncomfortable. Right. They don't care. Yeah. So like I just get to work that edge, right? Right. Right. And so but but I do think there is some practical stuff to build out here too. Like, what are the homework? do expectations? What is the ramification for not getting that done? How fast can they expect to get on my calendar? That kind of thing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then I think just doing almost like a level set email with everybody that's in the homework phase of like, here's what we have left on deck for December. If you are someone that gets your project in, great. If not, expect a Jan start date. And like even saying, giving some of them a personalized update. Like we've been in homework phase for X amount of time. Ideally, we have this wrapped up by then. Can we make a commitment here kind of thing? Yes. And I I do have, so Chelsea is my VA. And yeah. I, I'm trying to like update all of my project management files in ClickUp. So then she mm-hmm. can see exactly where each client is, even in the, their homework phase that she can send a weekly update specifically to them. Where are we at? So we're So I'm slightly ready to know (laughs) Um, because I've been sending some of those, like trying to, and I even have clients that just don't even respond to that. Well, there's no repercussions for them right now is kind of the whole thing, right? Right, right. And that's my So I feel like that's kind of the thing we need to add on, not just like, where are you at? But like, reminder, you're approaching your... 60 day homework window. If we don't receive your homework by X date, we have to push your project out in X way. Like we just need repercussions. Like that's normal as much as we need the, um, you know, result in the, the good things we need to know what the consequence is too. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm not good at like doing. (laughs) 
well, let's even just change that story. Like, okay, so maybe in the past I didn't do it. Can I just get good at that? Like, I think, like, you're almost very in this story of, like, I'm so bad at holding boundaries that it's almost (laughs) stopping you from just seeing, like, well, I could just start. It is because I was so bad at holding due dates and making people stick to them that then I just burnt down the process and now they don't Mm -hmm. have due dates. But now it's already getting to me that they don't have due dates. (laughs) They still have due dates. Currently, they don't. It just doesn't impact your calendar as much as how we need to look at it. Right. And you could even say from the day homework is complete, we have 30 days to start your project. If your homework is completed past the 60-day window, we have 60 days to start your project. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean there? And it's, I think a lot of this is like starting to like, like I said, get me anxious because I look at the calendar and I have this week and next week to work. Mm -hmm. And then my son is home on break. Right. And that means that I'll have like maybe two hours a day in time blocks. And then sometimes trying to squeeze that in at night when my husband's home. And I'm not good at working at night. If you want to know. I'm not good at that. Here's what's helpful to see about this though previously your answer has been like wait and see what they do and that's why you're getting anxious yes and the switch here is control it (laughs) right in your own business right which is like get that email out like like this is going to be so challenging for you and I'm going to hold you to it and you can send it to me and I'll review it but like get an email out to them basically saying exactly that like we have two working weeks left in the month. If you get your homework to me in the next X, we have space for, I'm just making shit up here, but you get what I mean. Like we have space for, you know, two additional projects. If you are not one of the first two to get it in, or if your project, or if your homework is not completed by X date, like we're pushing your project to Jan, blah, blah, blah. Like obviously we can say it very nice and (laughs) and beautifully, (laughs) right? Uh, But it's still like, we get anxious when we're waiting for other people to kind of like do something to us versus like the anxiety goes away when it's like, well, no, I've already explained this. Like, here's what it is. I'm not saying the discomfort isn't there, (laughs) but the anxiousness of, oh my God, two weeks does dissipate. Does that make sense? It does. And then I can be in control of those two weeks and not feel like, oh, somebody got something in on the last day. Now I have to work over the weekend and... Right. You're like, thank you so much for getting that in. Per our previous email, this will go on our January roster. We'll begin work on your project X date. Let me know if you have any questions. Happy holidays. <laughs> That's great. I'll just log you into my email. And you can- <laughs> <laughs> but like you can see how it can be easy if I don't have the charge around it. So I feel like a little bit of a broken record here, but I really want to like drive this point home one more time. The practice of growth is really being able to feel one way and still take another action, (laughs) right? Meaning of course it will feel comfortable to set a boundary, but the more I process the feeling and take the action anyway, the more my brain and body catch up with that, right? And so if we use uncomfortable as the sign that we shouldn't do it, it's really, really hard to grow. Like i.e. setting a boundary is uncomfortable and that means I shouldn't do it. Yeah, like that sticks you every time. If you can go, of course it's gonna feel uncomfortable, but the more I can feel that discomfort and I can process it cognitively, emotionally, in my body, 
the more I can take action anyway, and the more everything catches up, right? So, you know, my own experience with that is like, I used to like not want to get on video. It was just not my fave, but I wanted to, right? And so it was very uncomfortable every time I did it, but the more I processed the discomfort of that feeling, the more I took the action anyway, the more I showed up anyway, it's like one of my favorite things to do now in my business is to get on video. And so just a reminder that that really is the practice of growth is, can I feel one way and still take another action and then process it enough so that my brain and my body can catch up with it? When you can do that, growth is inevitable. When you let the uncomfortable feeling mean you shouldn't do something, that's when we get really stuck in the same place often. So this idea of like, I can feel something and be okay. I can feel something and still take another action is absolutely transformative for your growth. So again, we're just like running parallel lines, which is going to be a theme here, which is like, how do I sit with the charge so it comes down? And how do I still do the thing that makes the most sense? Yes. Does it feel okay to send that email? I mean, I know it feels <laughs> crunchy, but like, no. are you like a yes? <laughs> I mean, I know I need to. to. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, it doesn't feel okay. <laughs> so tell me, <laughs> so tell me like what happens next, right? Like in, in our work together, are you going to, are you going to hide and not do it? Are you going <laughs> to do it? And let me read it first. Are you going to uh, try to not? do it and hope I forget like where are we going with this (laughs) no 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 I like to hold myself accountable so I will do it and I will have you review it and I will send the damn thing and then I'm gonna be like oh shit (laughs) yeah okay good 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 so I'm gonna have you review it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna send it and then I'm gonna be like oh shit and then I'm gonna go cool my whole job is to learn to sit with this oh shit feeling and recognize it's still okay right That's where the magic happens. When I don't think I can't sit, when I don't think I can sit with that feeling, I'm not sending it. When I send it and know like, okay, I might have a rough day or two. (laughs) Is that okay? Everything changes. Does that feel true? Does it feel annoying? Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> you're like sure do um okay so also remember that this is what base campus where you can send me that email you can process all the feelings that come up after it oh my gosh it's really hard to be in my body today I'm super uncomfortable I'm super stressed that all my clients are mad at me like that's what that's for it just doesn't change our action right so do you want to be really surprised and not at all <laughs> absolutely always I was overthinking how much I was over communicating. <laughs> <laughs> That's so shocking. I know. Surprise. <laughs> well, and and listen, I, I said this to you last time, but it's it's really worth repeating maybe every time, <laughs> which is that's kind of the whole point of coaching is to keep leaning into this idea of like, oh, I notice how even in this space, I'm overthinking it. How can this be my practice space to be like, well, it is what it is. She's going to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And that that might be good because I was even like, oh my God, does she think I'm annoying? I keep writing replies. Ding, ding. Another one. There I am with another <laughs> short thought. <laughs> I felt like there was going to be a bubble in your corner like, bing, bing, bing. 
that's so funny. But like, well, I'll just, you know, tell you from my perspective, like, I think, again, like, use it. Like, that's what you're doing here, right? That was sort of like our conversation at the beginning is like, yeah, like dive all in, right? Mm -hmm. And also remember that I can hold my own boundaries. Like the reason you're worried about my boundaries is because you know it's hard for you, which I appreciate, right? But like, you don't have to worry about my boundaries. Like you just, you have enough with your own to worry about. (laughs) Like you just worry about those, right? You have your own issues. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, like, let's worry about your boundaries for now. It is fine. I am not annoyed. If anything, I am glad that we're like getting through this stuff. Does that make sense? Does that feel okay? Because I sent him anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, which is the practice. And, like, I think that's the whole thing to take away here is, like, the work is feel one way and still be able to act in another way while the feelings catch up. So it's kind of like the same with this email. Feel one way, i.e., this is so uncomfortable. Act another, i.e., I'm going to send it anyway. And then the more I do that, the more my feelings kind of catch up too, right? So you have some some things to do. It will be very interesting to see what comes up. So you just let me know. I'll give you a to-do list. You're going to feel your feels and we're going to go from there. (laughs) Yes, I will feel all the feels. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Keep me posted. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.